welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald, and joining us on the show is Dustin Reed of Hydra Fitness, coming to you from Lamar. Missouri. Dustin, what's going on, my man? How are you today? Not much. Staying busy. Staying busy. That gym owner life, it certainly is a busy one for many, many people. Uh, Now, Dustin, obviously, we're here to talk Hydra, everything that has to do with the business side of this and and picking your brain about what what we can pull out of there. Take us back. Talk to us about when this whole idea started. When did the the thought in your head spark I'm going to open up a business in the fitness industry. I'm going to open up my own gym. When did all of this happen? Uh, so I'm in a small town, so there's not a lot of other, other opportunities. And there was a small gym in Lamar um, and it got, it got pretty antiquated. It was, it was pretty old equipment and the treadmills were sticking and nobody could walk on those. And it was purchased by a new owner and she was uh she wasn't super kind to her members um, and stuff like that. So I wanted a place to work out. Like I like working out. Um, I had my associates in business administration, I always knew I wanted to run my own business, own my own business. And then I got into fitness and I got a bachelor's in kinesiology. And uh, so I kind of had some background in that and I've always wanted to. And I had a buddy that he, uh, he had leased some equipment for a business adventure he had done. And he kind of had it lined up, but he didn't want to do it. And uh, he talked to me and I had a business plan from school that I went that from when I went to school. Um, it was already already there. I had a name picked out and everything. And it was kind of a, it kind of fell into my lap, if that makes any sense. I knew I wanted to, and I was looking to do it. And he knew I was. Yeah. And he said, this is what I have. This is an opportunity. And I said, I got it. Let's go. And a month later. Let's I was pull like, the trigger and make it happen, right? Yep. yep. So that's right. kind of, that was the. That was the go. The, the origin story, if you yep. will. Um, why this specific location? Did you look at a couple of different spots or was that part of what fell into your lap? Uh, my actual building or the Yeah, city? yeah, the, the, the lease or the commercial space that you're the, in. Yeah, no, the building was that, that guy, he had it lined up. Um, it was his relatives, so he had it lined up for a little better deal than what I got. Um, but the building was fine for a while. I actually just moved buildings and that was the, uh, the biggest headache I've ever had in my whole life. Was, <laughs> yeah, we could spend hours and hours talking about leases and, and commercial <laughs> real estate and all that. But so when did you move then? Uh, we opened over here at this building about two and a half months ago. Oh, very recent. Okay. What's so now that we're in this location, tell us a little bit about this spot. Do you have a square footage? Why, why did yeah. we pick this new building? So the other one, the other one, actual usable square footage was, uh, is probably somewhere between 2,500 and 3,000 square foot. Okay. Uh, this, this location is 5,400 square foot and it has a shop out back and an apartment upstairs that I can rent out. I and see. I pur- I'm purchasing this. So I just made financial. Ah, ah, I see. So yeah. changing cutting the landlord out of the situation, you are now your landlord. And that provides plenty of advantages, at least in our industry. Yeah. As, as the business stands now, 
walk us through so, like the the service mm-hmm. that you provide at least within the fitness industry it's pretty easy to categorize we we put people in personal training box semi private group training open gym online and any combination of the above where do you guys fit in that puzzle we're mostly open gym like we're we we have everything else we have we have training we have classes like just a few classes our classes we used to have quite a bit more pre covid and then uh, like my seniors class I used to teach, it kind of, they they didn't want to come in. And so that kind of went away, but it's probably going to come back, um, stuff like that. And we also have tanning. We did, we include 24 hour tanning with our, okay. with our membership. So that really helps drive membership quite a bit actually. Um, but yeah, it's just open gym. Yeah. You mentioned COVID being a factor <clears throat> there. How do your numbers now compare to 24 months or so ago? Are they down up about the same? Fantastic. So my new location has a lot better, a lot better visibility and a lot more room. The other one was pretty crowded. Um, and since I've moved in, in one month, I've gained a hundred members over hundred. Okay. Anybody but listening to this podcast would take a hundred in a month at, at the drop yeah. of a hat. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was uh well, also it's, it's that season to gain you, but you, I've never, yeah. I've never been where I'm at now, as far as numbers go. Um, but during COVID, obviously, I like in 2020 and stuff like that, uh, I shut down for a little while and I, I, my membership was really, really low. I was, I was kind of worried for a little bit, um, but it kind You're of You're not alone back. there. It, it bounced. So here in Missouri, uh, there's a different mindset than a lot of other places. Um, people don't like being told what to do, I guess. Yeah, uh, that's, so, that's fair. So I bounced back pretty quick. Um, but yeah, COVID, COVID, it, it sucked for a while, but it ended up not being too bad. Yeah. And so you mentioned signing up a hundred people in the last month or so attribute some of that to new, highly visible location, attribute some of that to the seasonality of fitness. What else are you doing to, to get people through the doors? What, how are we generating leads? How are we, what are we marketing? I do a lot of Facebook marketing and, uh, and boosting like Facebook posts and social, social media posts. Um, but really, so we're, I'm such a small town. Like our town is 4,500 people and 16,000 in the County. And I'm really the only 24 hour gym in the County. So my market, like I have, I have not a lot of competition. That's for sure. Yeah. Okay. And, And so what sounds like still room to grow, but we're utilizing Facebook and sort of just the the demographics and location of where we are. How successful has Facebook been for you? I think that's a really interesting discussion point in the fitness industry because people, at least from my perspective, people either hate it, they feel like they're overspending money on it and not seeing a return, or swear by it and and love the controllability they love that they can spend money and get people in when they need to or turn it down a little bit if they don't need to where do you sort of slide into that spectrum um so i have i've had good success with it okay um i have i've, I've tried other marketing I've, I've tried newspapers and all that obviously nobody reads newspapers anymore Fair. Um, I, I, that's i mean i hate to say that but it's just what it is. Even uh, in small towns in America. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, 
So I tried newspapers. There's not really a lot of other avenues for marketing for, for me. I mean, I could do like email blasts and things like that. And I have that, that ability in my software. Um, but just I 70, I'd spend about, I don't know, anywhere from 50 to 70 bucks a month or something like that. And, and do a just I have just a continual post just to kind of keep it out there and uh, okay so I'll get I'll get a few members a month off of it or and sometimes people will, a lot of my members are pretty pretty good and loyal about like liking it and sharing it and keeping yeah. visibility and providing ROI is is the name yeah. of the game and, and so getting a good result we're driving some memberships um, with a, with a pretty small budget comparatively to a lot of other businesses yeah. in the industry. Uh, take us to the next step. I wanna, I wanna hear a little bit about. Obviously, leads are wonderful, right? Leads are, leads are great, but they don't mean much until they sign up as some sort of paying member. Right. Walk us through that process. When we get a lead in from wherever, a referral from a member, from Facebook, from whatever source, what happens between that moment and them signing up? Uh, so they either message us on Facebook is a big one. Um, my number, my cell phone number is the, the gym number. And so they'll call text, whatever. And then, uh, we meet up here. So I'm not here all the time. I also do a lot of other things. I'm in the military. I'm going to school full-time for my master's degree. Ah, okay. I own some rental properties. I, uh, I don't know. There's something else in there, but, uh, yeah, so so I'm not here like all the time, but so they it's by appointment, setups by appointment. And so we set up an appointment, come in, meet, I get their information, give them a key fob, an RFID key fob. So it's 24 hour access. And uh, but I do I actually just hired on a part-time gym manager and she helps, she's been doing great um signing up. And so yeah, they come in, sign the liability waivers, things like that, get their information, give them a key fob, set up their payment. Um, I most, I'd say 90% of my members, uh, are auto auto drafted okay. like where it just automatically takes money and yeah, yeah, yeah. Me. I have no can I make sure I have no cancellation fee or anything like that. Cause that scared. I, I was really surprised that, that scared a lot of people off. Um, cause I had a con I had a contract option and, uh, people were like, Oh, you, I don't want any contracts. And so I wouldn't even walk in the door. Um, and so, yeah, so there's no yeah, contract. That's a sticking point in our industry. And I, I think there's pros and cons to both, but yeah. I think it's sort of a natural pendulum swing for a long time. People were doing 12 month contracts. You're locked yeah. in no matter what. And then people were swinging back to no contract, no sign up fee, no cancellation fee, come and go as you please. Yeah. Is there, there pros and cons to all these options? Yeah, of course. Right. What makes sense for your business in your community? What people are used to probably is a factor right. here. You mentioned a lot of your time not being involved and in, in getting into other activities. And so bringing in uh, someone to manage the gym and be that point of contact, is that the person that's handling a lot of these sales conversations? A lot of them now. And she's like, that's only within the past month and a half. Oh, okay. She's, so she's moving she's parts. Gotcha. Yep. Yep. And uh, so right now, if somebody walks in the door and she's here, I'm like, yeah, there's Cass. Go ahead. Yep. So okay. help you. Yeah. And, and so within this sort of model, the open gym model, there are countless examples in the industry where people are layering on other services, right? You mentioned group training, personal training, 
nutrition coaching, retail in the form of uh, apparel, supplements, whatever it is, if I'm to walk through your facility and, and sign up, what else is available for me? Or from a business standpoint, I guess I could ask the question this way, where else are you guys collecting revenue from? Uh, I have apparel and stuff like that. Um, and I don't, that's not definitely not a big, cause for me, that's a marketing thing. Like yeah, it's a billboard, moving brand. billboard sort of idea. Yeah. Yep. And so I don't really make, I make like two or three bucks off a shirt or a hat, you know? And so that's not a big deal. Um, I used to sell supplements, but, um, when I was, when I was first starting out, I didn't have a lot of room and stuff like that. And so it was more of a, I had, I have cameras and surveillance and all that. And I thought it would be a deterrent. And so I kind of had it set out and it was kind of a, uh, honor program type thing, but things kept walking away. And then I'd have to spend hours searching out through cameras and stuff yeah. like that. It was kind of more of a hassle than away. anything else. Yeah. 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 Um, so I got rid of that. So that's not there anymore. Um, but really it's just, it's primarily just the, just the gym membership is the main thing. Yeah. Do you think that that'll change or evolve now that you have a manager in place? Do you think that there is room to grow personal training or whatever other coaching services? Absolutely. My biggest struggle is, like I said, I am from a small town. And uh, so like having, having the person I have like cast my manager or whatever um, she, she had, she's into fitness. She's been in fitness for a while, but like she's lost like a hundred pounds and she got really, really like enthusiastic about fitness. And so she went on to get her, she, like she's getting her NASM personal training cert and group training yeah. and, and all those, all those other certs, like seven of them she got. Um, but having, having somebody like that does, it doesn't happen here. Having somebody that has the ability to teach classes or to personal train um, here, there's not, there's not around. Mm they're that that person so staffing is more of the yeah. hurdle than anything else is that what staffing, you're staffing is a big one so if i did want to add anything like that that's a service um finding the staff but we gotta have people to deliver the service right yeah 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 is um, there any but, sort of workaround have you considered what we can do to to navigate around that um some some i thought about doing videos and stuff like that uh video on demand yeah but always know. options right yes yeah. that's, yeah. that's the fun part about being in our industry is and especially within your model is that there are so many different ways that you can make money but what's gonna make sense for the situation that we're in so my big thing is i love like i love the freedom i didn't like i talk to people and i'm like i i i've never wanted to work for somebody else right to go on vacation next week i don't want to ask permission if i want to hang a sign or take a sign down or do anything else i don't want to ask permission um i kind of got got tired of that for a while anyways and so like i like i like the freedom of of coming and going and and having having spare time and not having to be here every week for 80 hours a week there are some weeks where obviously you're going to be but uh if the more i add that that takes that cuts into my like that the more obligations that I give myself in the gym, that's the more that I'm, I'm tied that's into. Point. Yeah. And, there's, there's an opportunity cost to everything. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so I'm, I try to keep that, that obligation on structured hours of me being here kind of low because like right now I'm, I'm wanting to open another gym. Um, uh, okay. Town about 30 miles away and they don't really have anything and they're, 
their demographics pretty much the same as ours. Um, like right when I opened my gym, there was that old rundown gym that wasn't being managed probably very well. They're in the same situation. Um, the county is about the same. There's not really a big difference. And so I think having a few more um, in similar counties and similar cities or whatever just surrounding here would be, wouldn't be too bad. And I would need that to be like an, an absentee owner type of. Right. Setup. That's That was going to be my next question is like a lot of owners in our industry, the goal is multi-location. They, they translate their success to how many buildings we have or how many businesses right. we have. Yeah. But a lot of the time, as soon as we go from one to two, two to three, whatever the progression is, it, it becomes even more challenging because the owner isn't there anymore. You sort of take the opposite approach here. How can I craft this business from the very beginning where it doesn't require me to be in there? And then yeah. how can we build from there, right? Of course, is there room for growth? Definitely. There's always potential and, and levers we can pull to, to make it a little bit more efficient, a little bit more profitable. But keeping in mind, we're doing all of those things without my time investment is, yeah. is probably the, the most important thing that we could talk about here because so many gym owners find themselves where, to your point, working 80, 90, 100 hour weeks, they haven't taken a vacation in a decade and sort of paint themselves into a really bad corner with this. That's mm -hmm. an interesting, interesting standpoint. Is there a timeline for you with that? What's the... What's the outlook? Uh, I'm, I'm, honestly, I have most everything um, to do it. And I've, as soon as possible, I've been looking for buildings and I've actually made a couple offers um, on a couple of buildings and I'm just waiting to hear back from those. And so ideally in the next six months, um, mm. I would, I would open one in that location. Yeah. And that's uh, exciting. yeah, so that's, that's what I'm looking at, but yeah, you know, obviously, yeah. And so I like to, I like to sort of wrap these interviews up and I think this is just as important and we've sort of started to touch on it already. It's one thing to talk about growing a business and, and it seems like everybody that comes on the podcast, I want to do more. I want to do bigger. I want to do better for you personally. What's sort of the big picture goal. Do you think that multiple gyms along the way is the success route for you? Uh, that's, I'm a little different from everybody else. I, th I like to think and say that because uh, the a, a gym ownership is not my end game. Um, that's I'm what, yeah, of, that's what I'm asking, really. Yeah, I'm kind of, a I dabble in a little bit of everything because I have a hard time focusing on one thing. But uh, success, success for me is freedom. Uh, it's financial freedom. It's time freedom. It's so whatever, whatever that whatever leads to that is, is success for me. That's my, that's my picture of success where if me and my wife want to go do something sometime on a weekend, we can pick up and go do it, fly away and go do it. Right. Um, I think that's probably success for most people, yep. but, and I think, I think the, the way to get to that point is with, um, with multiple gyms. Cause, cause obviously your net, your net revenue. Yeah from multiple if you can if you can copy a business plan a business model and you just multiply your net revenue for each one yeah um, that kind of gives you a lot of freedom and you can then you can afford to pay managers and you can afford to pay workers and and kind of increase your overhead just a little bit but right now which is a single gym i keep my overhead extremely low to keep my net income high enough to support 
support myself. Yeah, I think that's that's important. And to your point, I think this is probably greater than the original conversation we intended to have. But money is a tool, and if I have more of it, it's a lot easier to pull the trigger to go on a trip on the spur of the moment. It's a lot easier to hire staff, hire a manager. It's a lot easier to invest in a building that I can then put another business in or buy new equipment for a gym that I've been running. Like it yeah. without that, we're not really serving anybody, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Nonetheless, Dean or Dustin, excuse me. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. that's probably a pretty good place to, to start to wrap this whole thing up. Uh, I really appreciate this type of conversation and having a little bit of insight into how people run their business and what they're thinking about in terms of moving forward. Before we sign out of here, I want to give you the chance to tell people where they can learn a little bit more about the gym itself. Is there, what's the website? What's the social media? Where can we send people? So our website is lacking. I've made a website. I pay for it every year and uh, it's uh, hydrofitness.org. I intended for it to be, I was going to go nonprofit. Um, but I didn't end up going that route. Um, but anyways, so that's on there. It's got a little bit of information, pictures and stuff like that. It needs updated probably. Um, best is our Facebook page. It's where you get a lot of information from, um, get a lot of conversations, but that's, that's pretty much the only thing we got hydrofitness.org and, and Facebook. And I think we're on Instagram and stuff like that, but yeah. <laughs> Do some Googling and you'll find it eventually, right? Yeah, that's pretty much, yeah, I'm terrible with that. Like, I know how important marketing is, but I don't know. I guess I'm. I it's know, uh, kind of an elusive, concept, elusive concept in our industry. Yeah. That's for sure. Dustin, man, like I said, I, I really appreciate it. I can't thank you enough for your time. I'm excited to see what the future holds for you. And uh, we'll certainly wish you the best in that pursuit. Awesome. Absolutely. And to everyone who tuned in today, thank, thank you. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. To everyone who tuned in. Thank you as well. Don't forget, if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the industry, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lord's out. Welcome back to another episode of the Jim Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And joining us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Leticia Blanco with Orlando Boxing Club out of Orlando, Florida. Leticia, what is going on today? Happy Tuesday. How are you feeling? Good morning to everybody. I'm feeling great on this lovely uh, after 4th of July day. Yes, feeling great. Thank you for asking. There we go. There we go. Look, we're excited to have you on. And before we dive into the nitty gritty of what you have going on with Orlando Boxing Club, you know, first, Leticia, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you describe the business to people, right? If I came in and I'm like, hey, tell me a little bit about the gym. What do you guys do here? 
How would you explain that to me? Well, I would uh, let you know that um, we service all ages from five and up, uh, no matter how old. And um, it's either for your fitness, uh, cardio fitness, or you can apply it towards learning boxing in a, in a higher level. Uh, we build fighters here as well as um, assist uh, the normal public to feel like a fighter and to uh, train like one as well. So if they're up for the challenge, then uh, we put it on them <laughs> and we, uh, we help them out to become, um, you know, uh, to, to have the feeling of being a, a real boxer uh, with style, technique, and, uh, and stamina. So, yeah. 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 I think that's awesome. And I think especially with where we are now, right. And in, in, in this, you know, 2020, I think defense is super you're, you want to be a professional fighter or you want to be a regular average Joe, you know, and even if you want to lose weight, right. I think it's a great component to combine the right. both, right. For self-defense and yeah. to lose weight. I think that's great. And so, and the fact that you guys can work with anybody and everyone, yeah. I think that's awesome as well. Right. Cause I was the best coaches can teach a baby. And if you're literally teaching five-year-olds, I think you guys are doing something right. So that's awesome stuff. And so Absolutely. Um, Leticia, let me ask you this. Um, I know you said, uh, you know, you, you serve basically everybody. Um, but how many members are you guys serving currently total? Uh, total with both our gyms, we're about uh, 300 plus uh, members. And, um, most of them are average folks that want to lose weight, that want to stay fit, that want to feel like a boxer. They train like one, some of them. And then uh, you have uh, the amateur boxers and you also have uh, your our pro boxers as well, um, which we have quite a few of them as well um, that we're building up to to greatness, you know, so. Yeah, that's um, awesome. But yeah, over 300 members, yeah. Yeah, I love the versatility there. And so, Leticia, let me ask you this, right? So I think for our viewers specifically, right, let's say, you know, I mean, obviously not everybody's working with professional athletes or boxers or in, in, in a sense, you know, someone of, of that stature every single time, right? Because obviously in CrossFit or other gyms, there are professional athletes. But in, if for the sake of the podcast here, let's talk about like the general population, right? Whether it's kids, adults, whatnot, like your regular moms, dads, regular folks off the street, what's worked best to find clients like that, right? Because I know it's totally different than finding athletes, but how do you get those people to come through your door? Sure. Well, a lot of it has started with their children. When they see their children, that they want their children not to be bullied in school, um, to create the confidence in their children and all of that, boxing is a great avenue for all of that in a safer manner. Um, so when their parents drop them off, they see other adults in here and they're like, wait a minute, this is not just for my kids. Um, and we, that's how we wheel them in. They come in and they're like, oh, well, I guess I can uh, try this. You know, I'm not going to be fighting in the ring, but I'd like to try this to uh, feel better about myself as well and, and join my, my uh, children maybe in a group session with them um, and work out with my kids. So our motto has always 
been to unite families as well. So we have like a family plan, a cheap family plan that if they do join all together, they get a discount, a huge discount to a normal person uh, just coming in on their own because uh, families that work out together stay together, you know? So that's our motto. <laughs> Love that. Love that. And especially where you can make the, the use of a gym almost as family time, right? Because I think at the end of the day, when you know you go to a traditional gym or even a studio where kids aren't as welcomed or you know maybe they put them in, in the daycare or whatnot but the fact that you can kind of build that camaraderie between your family right and grow together physically mentally all of those aspects i think that's a beautiful thing right and i think a lot of people put that to the side or don't yeah. realize that when they feel like yourself. absolutely absolutely great. you hit that point of as far as family time, this is bonding time with your children. Uh, I'm so proud of so many dads that have stepped up and come in with their kids and even become sort of like their second coach. So now they're getting into boxing and, um, and you know, uh, uh, telling their kids that they can do this and, and assisting them um, while the open gym is, is on. Um, but they work out as a family and it's so, it's, it's so nice to see. Yeah. And I think, uh, you guys obviously do a great job of instilling that passion that you guys have from boxing into other people. Right. Cause the fact that they're coming, it's almost like they're, it's contagious, right? The, the community, the culture that you built is obviously thanks to you guys as owners, and it's only going to grow and grow and grow. So I think that's awesome there. So congratulations for that, Leticia. And so, but let Thank you as well, you know, because I think there's obviously a plenty of different avenues of marketing, right? So I know you guys, obviously, word of mouth, I think will always continue to be a very successful avenue. But have you ever tried any other methods like, you know, with innovation, right? With the, where we're going now, I know digital marketing has become a big component. But what about even unorthodox methods, maybe like flyers or billboards? Has anything like that, you know, digital marketing, flyers, billboards, anything like that ever play a factor as well? Uh, sure, sure. Um, you know, we've done flyers, we've taken them to some schools, we've um, uh, done uh, fundraisers where the public um, has driven by and, and seen us doing fundraisers. Um, you, do, you do, you have to think outside of the box, especially in boxing. Not everybody's like, oh, you know, uh, let's do boxing because they're afraid that it might be, um, you know, hurtful and in reality you never got to get hit you know in the in the exercise part of it and the stamina part of it so but it does burn a heck of a lot of calories um but the, the uh marketing is you know you got to try all sorts of stuff um instagram facebook uh is our biggest um uh you know, advertisement for us and it's worked a lot and a hundred percent Google. Um, I can't say enough about Google. Google has, has brought us every time I ask somebody, um, how did you hear about us? They say Google, uh, you know, or Instagram, but, but a lot, a lot of people that are searching up, they, they, they know what they're looking for. So they just type in boxing and, and we pop up. So it's awesome. Yeah, and it definitely helps when you have five stars and, and you're on the top of the list. So I checked you guys out and you guys are doing well there. So congrats. Yes, um, up north. Yeah, up north as well. Uh, we were five star for eight years as well. 
Um, and, you know, uh, that that does help for people to, to come in and check us out, um, even with more anticipation, you know. Yeah, 100%. You can't throw that stuff to the side. I think it's the obvious things that people undermine that play a big factor. The five stars, I mean, yeah, it holds a lot of weight. Yeah. Um, even being better than 4.5 or 4.8, that five. Right, right. So, yeah. Um, and so let me ask you this, Leticia. You know, I know you guys obviously with two facilities one are, are just about 300, right? So, but now let's say with leads, traffic, clients, let's say it was unlimited, right? You had endless amounts. What would that maximum number, that capacity look like for you guys? How much higher can you guys go above 300? Um. I mean, I'd love to see it at five uh, as much as possible, but, you know, we do have a capacity um, in each building um, of both of our gyms. So uh, I wanted to feel still a little airy uh, for everybody to feel comfortable to work out in. Um, but at the same time, you know, maybe fill it in during the day, which is our, our um, least hectic time. Um afternoon hours you know that that has a little gap in between but i think all gyms do <laughs> i i think 100 percent. i agree as well i think you know we wanted to have it full at 24 7 but like you know realistically right like, right but even come in. <laughs> um cool Perfect. right so, right you know with being at 300 members right with two gyms um what's been the best method of tracking right so i think your metrics are very important so you know someone who's brand new or someone who wants to cancel or how long someone's been with you how do you track those numbers well we have a, a great software um that we've had since the beginning and it's worked for us um it has a lot of different reports, uh, past members, um, all expired and stuff. And, and it also uh, keeps track of um, all our current members and how long they've lasted and stuff like that. So we can kind of see where we might be going wrong or, or we might have to push a little bit on one end, you know, um, uh, our sales as well. We, we have a retail store here um, in both our gyms. So that helps too, because people from other gyms might come in just to purchase stuff um, as well for boxing. So um, all of that has helped us grow um, as a big unit, you know, but the reports uh, from our um, software has helped a lot. Yeah, that's great. And I think uh, I always like to throw this out here. It's like, as fitness professionals, right? We, we, we track our body fat, our macros, how much weight is on the bar. You know, we track all these things, but when it comes to our right. in the gym, it's like, I don't know, maybe a hundred clients, you know, you don't track any of that stuff, but the fact that you do that. Right. Right. I think it's necessary. Yeah. Right? That's important. Yeah. And with obviously how successful you guys have been, you know, two locations, almost 300 members. I think it's an eye opener for people who, you know, are in the same position, maybe behind a little bit or maybe just starting out. It's, those metrics are important. So don't forget that stuff. Sure. So thank you for that. Thank you for that. And here's going to be a little bit of a longer question. Okay. If you need me to repeat anything, I definitely will. Um, but a good question in itself, a good way to kind of self-reflect here. So what we've been discussing throughout the entire podcast have been the pillars of business, right? So in the fitness and gym industry, there's about five, but we use three more predominantly, right? And the three of them are going to be your lead generation which is your mark in the door, right? That's simple. Now, uh, your 
position, which is your sales. So getting somebody from being an interested potential member to being a paying signed up member. And then you have your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. So Leticia, of those three, where do you feel like you could improve the most? For retention, I, I heard a few question of, of three of them that you said it was three the first was retention the first one was lead generation which is getting lead generation people. then you have your client acquisition which is your sales and then your retention and ascension which is keeping your clients longer but getting them to buy more from you so it's of those three where do you feel like you can improve the most where where we can improve yes sure um I would say um, probably lead generations. Um, although you can't have enough of Google, you know, Google, but and Instagram, but to reach out more, I guess, to in other avenues, you know, maybe to to get uh, more marketing out um, of the big billboards, you know. But for for in our shoes and in many other people's shoes, you know, we don't, we don't put enough into marketing or you do it yourself and you wish for the best. And so it's, it's a slower process that way until you build up enough that you can possibly um, take it higher and a higher level. Um, but yeah, I would say um, lead generations is probably one of the bigger ones that, um, I wish I, I had more of that. Um, the word of mouth has worked for us um, tremendously to for the capacity that we can allow anyways in our gym. So I can't have in this gym that I have right now currently, I can't have 500 members in one gym um, because it wouldn't do justice to the ones that are participating um, so currently in less than two years um, to acquire over 201 of them, the smaller one, um, it's been a blessing and a lot of has been through word of mouth or Google. Um, so, yeah. A hundred percent. That's a great answer. And I, I appreciate the honesty and transparency because I think right, you're, you guys are doing well. And, and regardless of success, the fact that you can be honest on where you can improve with the viewers, with myself, I think we all appreciate, right? Because there's always places. To yeah. Improve, regardless. But thank you for that. Seriously. I appreciate you being open to that. And so uh, last two questions for you, my two favorite questions. Um, you know, what's the bigger picture for you guys? What are you guys are trying to accomplish long term? Um, you know, long-term is to create such a big community of real, um, a real tight-knit community of boxers and boxing families that can work out together and stay together. Uh, so community is first for us for, um, people to, to, to tell their friends about it and come with their friends and make it such as a social uh, boxing place that 
everybody wants to come to and and meet each other there to work out you know um and and keep people fit and in uh in a great way um help social skills for many people and this is therapeutic so it's not just for the body it's for the mind and soul at the same time so our goal is to enlighten people that boxing isn't a bad thing it's uh mind body and soul uh experience that anyone can enjoy um when you have a rough day at work you let it out on a bag you come and vent here um so it's kind of therapy uh at the same time as getting fit yeah that's awesome that's a beautiful goal i think you guys are and of course to create uh <laughs> Okay, yeah. And another thing uh, uh, on top of that, of course, our goal is to create champions here, right? That's it. That's it. I love the goals. I think uh, you guys are doing a great job of it already. I think it's only exciting to see how much better it can get. So, so great answer there. Thank and so one last question for you, Leticia, um, and my favorite question, and I'm kind of curious to see your answer because I think you've had some great answers and if you could give me a, a better than what you've done already, I'll be pretty impressed. So, uh, yeah, um, what's the, the bigger picture? I mean, sorry, sorry, not the bigger picture. We already went over that, but let's say this, let's say we go back in time here, right? To when you first started the gym and you could sit yourself down give yourself that one piece of advice and 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 tell you that advice that you think you really needed to hear when you first started uh what would that advice be for you well the advice for myself from the from our for our our um from our point of view um good question <laughs> the, but the advice I'd give myself would be to um, probably the marketing aspect of it to know a little bit more of marketing um, I, and um, I guess I, I you know you tripped me up on that one but because we took it on as um, from the beginning um, as a community effort to bring uh, the youth into it. So that was our mission at first as well. And we created some champions with our youth. Um, so I guess uh, coming into it, we didn't know the business aspect of it. So it took us a little longer to, to reach the goals, monetary and everything like that. But we stuck with it and perseverance, um, you know, talks for itself, <laughs> I guess. No, that's great. That's a great answer. I mean, uh, there's no wrong answer there. I think, uh, and I understand completely. I think that's the biggest thing, right? It's being able to understand, you know, that you're not just a, a boxing coach, but you're also a business owner. And you have to know those those sides of the business, right? And it's either you're going to come in with the knowledge or you learn while you're doing it. So that isn't the right or wrong way to do it, but great advice yeah. regardless. So thank you for that, Leticia. And it's a good place to wrap things up on this episode. Before we sign out, Leticia, you know, please shout out your Facebook, your website, anything you have. People find out more about you. Instagram. Um, our Instagram is Orlando Boxing Club. 
And then um, our website is www.orlandoboxingclub.com. Very, very, um, you know, so it's, it's, you know, just thinking of us, you can actually um, look us up very easily. Orlando Boxing Club on everything. Even uh, Facebook is the same way. So. Thank you for that. Thank you. We absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. I look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. Thank you for the time. And don't forget, if you could stick around for two more seconds, I'll let you know how you're going to get the podcast. I would appreciate it. Um, and to everyone okay. who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you want to come in and join us, talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up, right after this one. Jim Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'm your host today. My name is Brooke, and joining us on the show is Kathy Caiello out of Kathy Caiello's Fit Stop in East Syracuse, New York. Welcome to the show, Kathy. Super excited to have you. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you. Great. Well, we are super excited to have you here, and I always like to thank my guest for being here. It means a lot that you're able to take some time out of your busy day today and give back to the industry a little bit. So much appreciated there. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about what it was that got you started in the business of owning your own fitness facility. Okay. Well, I have been in the fitness business, like um, I told you earlier, uh, since 1980. And um, I worked in several different clubs um, and along the way, I would take notes to myself thinking if I had my own space, uh, this is what I would do, or this is how I would run it. And, um, you know, it, it came to a point where I was the last facility that I was uh, working out of, I became an independent contractor in 97, working out of other gyms. And I had decided I really needed to find my own place. And I was hunting all over the place, um, up and down, you know, every street where I could, um, you know, get to easily from my home in a reasonable amount of time. And, and uh, I saw, I found the space where I'm located now and I decided to make a, you know, make a lunch for it. And, um, you know, from there uh, proceeded to contact the realtor and um, 
we it turns out he was the first cousin to two of my main clients <laughs> and it, it was kind of convenient because um you know i had a little bit of background of uh where you know where he was coming from and this and that and and i just decided you know it was time to do it i was 50 years old at the time and there was a recession i was scared to death but there i had hands on my back pushing me forward uh saying no you must do this you must uh you know have your own place and um then the dream became you know reality so it it's great exciting. to hear that you kind of had this dream as you were training in other facilities you're like one day i'm going to do this and then the opportunity presented itself and you took the chance and now here you are uh 13 years later with your own facility so kind of give our listener a little elevator pitch about who you are and what you do at Kathy Kayela's Fit Stop, because obviously we cannot see in through the windows of your facility being that we're completely virtual. So right. I'd love to kind of sh for you to share more about that. Okay, well, it's a little boutique style gym, a little under 4,000 square feet. And it's a full fitness facility where um, we have, you know, Cardio, strength training, free weights, uh, beautiful aerobics room, full locker rooms, and so forth. I have a 24-hour access, key tag access for all the members. And I myself, of course, I'm the business owner. I'm the personal trainer. I'm the group fitness instructor. I'm the medical exercise specialist. So I wear many hats. And um, you know, I have some clients that I've had that have followed me throughout the years. I have some clients that I've had for 30 plus years, believe it or not. Many of my clients I've had for over 10 and 15 years. And um, so we're like a giant family. It's a really happy, upbeat atmosphere. It's fun. I decorate for all the holidays. <laughs> um, it's funny because when people walk in, you know, members come in or whatever and guests will come in and they'll say it just has a really you know good vibe in here it's you know it's cheerful lots of windows lots of light high ceilings and and uh you know i think pretty much uh people go there as like a little respite you know and and they know that once they get you know once they've been there once they're never a stranger again you know they 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 meet friends every time they come in there and uh they truly know that everybody cares about them and you know throughout the years we've bring each other through difficult times friends through all of this you know really good close family-like friends so it's awesome yeah, I think that's what's really special about these little boutique style gyms is it becomes a family. It becomes a lot more than just a gym. So, yes. you know, you said you offer a variety of different kind of services, but what would you consider to be your bread and butter service at your facility? Well, the bread and butter is basically the personal training and the small group training. Um, you know, we have memberships and I offer classes and I and I would say you know the memberships and the classes are you know something that is a draw in a sense of when people are looking for a gym they want classes and they want to join but once they join and they take the classes and so forth then that's the end of that so as a revenue stream you know there's people that take classes only but just a few most of them become members there's memberships 
but it's mainly the personal training and the small group training because you know that's uh, a constant source of revenue yeah for sure so people are joining you because they want to take classes then they're finding out that you offer the personal training and they're kind of falling into a program that way um some yes absolutely and then others will join um because they want to take personal training and the way i do it is if you train with me once a week then you also buy a membership if you train with me two or more times a week then you get an automatic membership and so they don't have to pay in addition to the you know uh into in addition to the training and um so i find that that just works it just works for everybody and yeah, um, give them a little bit of both things you know yes they get it all training their mm -hmm. personal training they don't have to stick to just that they can dip their toes into that group class that's a great tactic because it gets mm -hmm. them involved in the community outside of the personal training as well that's right um, so kathy you know where are you kind of finding your clients right now like uh are you doing mostly word of mouth or is there other efforts out there to find new clients um Okay, so little history here. Um, back in 1991, I made an abs video called Absolutely Abs. I should run over and grab the thing and show it to you. It's hilarious. Um, you're laughing. <laughs> but it was an abs. It's cool. I so, think it's really cool. You want to hold one second? I'll grab it. Let me just see. One second. I'll grab it. It's right here. So this, this was my abs video from 30 years ago. <laughs> oh my God. So anyways, the point of me telling you this is that um, when I made the abs video, I didn't have any studio or any um, place to, to, you know, before I did it, I didn't have a place to tape it. So I called our local news station, um, uh, News Channel 9. and. Um, Carrie Lazarus uh, was a newscaster at the time, and she found me a spot at midnight from midnight till 3 a.m. was the only time they had available. I'm like, I'll take it. So as a get as a uh, thank you, after I, I got the um, video finished, I left it on her desk and said, thank you so much. And she ended up putting clips of the video on her family health cast newscast for like 10 minutes. And it was huge because, you know, you couldn't pay for that kind of advertisement back then. And so anyway, then she invited me to do some fitness segments on the news. So like maybe half a dozen or so. Well, that half a dozen or so turned into 12 years of fitness segments with News Channel 9. And then Spectrum, uh, which used to be called News 10 now, um, opened up a station here and the um, manager from News Channel 9 was, became the manager of News 10 Now, and he asked me if I'd like my own segment when in the new station. So I said, sure. And he said, come up with a name for it. And so I was thinking it was like a 90 second segment. And I thought like a fit stop, like a little fit stop. I'll make a fit stop. And so the name fit stop was born and they played my fitness segments. Uh, 12 times a day, three times a week for a few years, the, you know, the couple years that I was there. So my point is, my name was known in, in this community. So 
I didn't do a whole lot of advertising. I didn't do any advertising for my business because people knew my name for a long, long time. So I was very, very fortunate to have been able to, to do that for so long. So that helped a real lot when I opened up the gym um, because I was already a trusted name for 14 years on, on the news and fitness segments. So I didn't do any advertising. I still don't advertise. <laughs> it's great that you had that opportunity. I think it's super <laughs> cool. Now, my really question cool. for you now, Kathy, is, you know, you have clients, right, that you've had forever because of your name being well known in the town. But my yep. question is to you, do you want to add more members to your facility? And if you do, how do you plan on bringing in a steady flow of new members? Well, I don't necessarily have and I never have had to plan to bring in a steady flow because the people that are coming are, you know, regulars. So what happens is, this is what I find. When I, all my members, to me, they're like my family. And so I treat them very, very well. And they treat me very well. So they tell their friends and they tell their family. And so pretty soon it's just like a extension of everybody's family and so that's how the you know um business continues on with word of mouth friends and family of already the people that are already there and i find that that's a wonderful thing because um you know once in a while we get the drive through the drive-by person says oh i saw your sign out there i wanted to come in and check it out and, and that's great too but um you know being that's 24-hour access uh facility it's really nice to have friends and family members of the people that are in there because there's a huge trust. In the 13 years that we've been open, there's never been an incident where we had ever had any kind of a problem or, you know, any theft or anything like that. It's just so comforting and relaxing to know that it's a safe place. You know, we, all, we have our panic buttons and our panic necklace and all that. We've never, ever had to use it. But um, so going forward, you know, I want to just continue to service the stuffings out of already, you know, who I already have and take care of them. And they just tell people and, you know, on it goes. What I would like to do, um, because, you know, I, I would like for my gym to continue on through the years and keep going. I would love to have somebody walk in and want to do everything the, what I was doing, you know, and I would love to mentor them. I've already bushwhacked my way through this whole uh, business and, um, you know, all the kinks and bugs are all worked out. I could just hand it over to you, you know, <laughs> it's like, here you go, carry on, you know, um, I'm not ready to retire yet. Um, but, you know, I could be in a few years, like I said, I mean, I don't know um, what the future holds, but as long as I'm healthy and well, I want to keep on going, you know, but I could always cut back and, um, you know, I'm 62, I'll be 63 this year. I have grandchildren and, um, it's nice if I can continue doing this even on a part more part-time basis, but yet have that space still going so that, you know, I can keep going there and, and friends and family and so forth can keep on going. 
For sure. I mean, I think that it's excellent that you want to stay involved in this business that has been a really big part of your life for a really long time. Um, do you guys have like a client avatar right now? I mean, if you think about the the majority of your clients, do they fall into kind of a specific age bracket or do you have a wide variety of all different ages coming to your facility right now? I would have to say it is definitely a an older clientele. Um, I have probably the majority of the members, believe it or not, in their 60s at this point. But I have them, you know, up to 87. Um, I also have, you know, 15-year-olds and, you know, 20-year-olds. And it's neat because some of the, you know, parents and so forth, um, you know, brought in their college-age daughters and so forth. And and they felt so comfortable in there, you know. I, I really feel proud when young women and, you know, young men even come in and they feel comfortable in the facility where I say, you know, a bunch of us oldies are in there, but, um, but they're, you know, the energy in there, they, they don't seem like they're elderly people because they're so fit because they've been doing this for so long. As a matter of fact, they're, they're actually in better shape than many of the younger people that come in. Of course. You see Much, that I mean, it's weird. <laughs> you a lot of times in fitness and um, I think what you're doing is wonderful. But as the older crowd, you know, the 60s kind of start to age and eventually they're not going to want to probably work out as frequently anymore. Uh, like, what's your plan at that point to bring in clientele so that the business can thrive on and on forever? I know. Um, well, I haven't got that completely figured out as far as, you know, um, I, I would just say, at least for the time being, those 60 year olds, they better keep coming if they want to get to 70 and 80. And I actually um, feel that, uh, you know, you, you kind of have to, you can't get away with uh, what you could get away with when you were younger. So they actually need it more. So focusing more so on range of motion, flexibility, you know, um, even breathing techniques, you know, and the other, the other part is, is, you know, in our facility, um, it's not just, you know, the fitness aspect of it. Socially, you know, the pandemic has isolated people so much, um, even though we we were on Zoom within five days of the pandemic. And I didn't even, I've never even heard of Zoom before that, you know. So I scrambled big time and and I went to, to put all my classes and my training on Zoom so that we could survive, especially since we had to close the doors for five and a half months. But um, uh what I was going to say is the people, they look so forward to those social connections when they come in and people see that. So they just keep on bringing in their friends. Who knows? Maybe we'll just have, you know, crowds of 80 and 90 year olds at some point. He's going to keep them alive and well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that sounds like a good time. If you feel like there's a market for that in your area, then for sure. Yeah. Um, do you think that there is a market within East Syracuse to bring in the younger crowd? I mean, is that something that you want to do or you have planned to do? Well, like I said, I mentioned, um, uh, I think I've mentioned earlier, I, I would love for somebody, say, in their 40s, like early 40s, maybe late 30s. Um, I, I have my eye on somebody that I'm hoping I will be able to contact. Um, because they had an unfortunate experience of losing their club, but, you know, they're very good at what they do and so forth. And, um, you know, this would be a way for her to 
to recover to come on board and then bring in her clientele at that point. Um, you know, and then it can continue, continue on that way. Um, but with that being said, even when people in their 30s and 40s come in, they feel very comfortable in there because it doesn't seem or feel like it's, um, you know, an outdated space. It's like I said, it's very bright, very cheerful, very, I, I used to have um, students from one of the local colleges uh, come in, nursing students actually would come in, they wanted to take our class to see how um, the uh, aging population worked out and they were shocked. <laughs> they were so surprised and so impressed and they, they really, um, they said they felt more comfortable in our space than they did in their own college gym with, with you know, people their own age, just because of the environment. It's just so warm and friendly. And, you know, I think that, um, you know, that would be a wonderful thing if, if um, you know, we could get a younger person in there to want to bring in other people on a regular basis. Sounds like you have it figured out, like what you'd like to do. Kathy, tell us any challenges that you have run into along the way that have really stunned your growth. I think this is a really important segment within the podcast because there's probably somebody out there that is dealing with the same thing right now. So talk to us a little bit about that. Well, of course, the pandemic was a challenge. <laughs> and, and I'm sure that was, you know, a challenge for everyone. Um, I wouldn't say that necessarily stunted my growth because we're still open and right. you know we're not in any debt whatsoever um i think with with a fitness facility anyway um since uh i do believe personal training is the bread and butter you do have to have um practices in place for cancellations and things like that um, and it has to be made clear because uh, if you are counting on, you know, X amount of training sessions a week and, and then, you know, a good chunk of them cancel for one reason, reason or another, um, you know, you're, you're out it, you know, you, you don't get paid if you don't work it basically. Right. But I think that establishing that, um, you know, policy in advance, it's respectful, you know, and, you know, I think that you want to teach people to be respectful of your time and so forth and you're respecting their time. And so many of my clients, even now, I'll say, no, I'm not gonna charge you. You were sick, no, no, please charge me. They, my clients beg me to charge them if they're not there. And, and I'm always kind of trying to say, you know, um, no, no, you have a legitimate excuse. <laughs> so they're so loyal. So I think um, building the loyalty, I think young people coming into this business think that's gonna happen like that. And it takes time. It takes time to build, you know, a clientele and, and to keep a clientele. But a secret is that it's so much easier to keep a clientele than it is to get new clientele. So, you know, do the special things for them, you know, remember their birthday. We always, every year we have this huge holiday party at the end of the year. We couldn't do it last year and the year before, but we did a mini one when we came back. But um, just recognizing people, check up on them, listen to them. I mean, when you're a trainer, um, you become more than a trainer. You're like a therapist in many ways, right? So you have to just listen to them. And I think the, the more loyal you are to them, the more loyal they'll be to you. And so 
I don't know, challenges wise, since I've opened this place, I was terrified to open, but I already had years of experience up to that point. So it was actually, I gotta just say, I didn't ever have one day of regret since I opened the doors. Terrified as I was opening the doors, but never to look back and say, I wish I didn't do this. This is awful. This is terrible. You know, you, you have to have a, a good um, situation with your landlord, you know, or if you own the building, then you, you know, maintenance, you know, like for me, I'm like, what do I do with the toilets plugged? You know, you, you have to have all your things in place, you know, your plumbers and your electrical people and, you know, like your IT people, like things like that, you know, just get them all in place so that you know, you know, you have your go-to situation. So the things can be taken care of and then it's done. Don't postpone, don't put off. I never let any of my equipment get, you know, run down or broken. I have a, I have this guy, he's called the fitness equipment doctor. And he comes around every couple of months to um, maintenance, every single thing. So it always looks like brand new. And that's what people like when they come in. So I just think that if they know you're taking care of them, they'll take care of you. Definitely. You know, taking care of your members is essential at the end of the day. If they're happy and they trust you, they're going to keep coming forever. Um, so everything that you said there rings so true for all of us within the industry. Um, Kathy, what is some words of advice that somebody has given you since you have owned your own facility that have really resonated with you as a business owner? You're going to think this is strange, but when I was looking for space, um, I had a couple opportunities to go in to business uh, as a partner with, with people. And my accountant and a couple of my other members said, don't go in business with anybody. Don't have a partner. And I'm like, well, why not? Why not? And they just said, you know, um, if you want to be a business owner and you um, have ideas of how you want things to be, then you won't have to um, come up with any, unless you're married to the partner, you know what I mean? <laughs> but um, you don't have to, you know, have any kind of disagreements or anything like that. And then, I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not because I never had a partner, but, um, but I do have a husband, but he's not a partner in this business. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just think that I, I'm glad that I didn't have a partner. I'm glad that I, um, you know, listened to that advice because and then I never came in into any problems and, you know, there was never any disagreements or threats of splits or anything like that. It's like, at first I couldn't believe it because when I opened, I'm like, oh no, the buck stops with me. You know, and I, I guess I'm the owner. I guess I'm the boss, you know? And, and that was weird for me because I, it was just an odd feeling. It's like, oh, my name's on the wall. <laughs> and, um, but, you know, it worked out nicely because uh, I just, you know, was able to make decisions that I needed to make and they seemed to flow and it's just like a nice, easy, comfortable flow. But I guess going into business, the advice that I got was, you know, go in as an, you know, a sole proprietor, don't go in with partners. And, you know, actually there was a, a gym around the bend uh, from where I am and there were uh, three women that owned it. And I, and I was thinking, wow, oh, see, they're partners. Well, they only lasted five years and they all split up and broke up. So I don't know. I don't know if that's a thing or not today, but um, yeah, for sure. Trust yourself, trust your gut. 
Um, yeah. You knew that you could do this on your own and here you are 13 years later. So obviously you made the right decision. Um, thank you so much for being here today. I had a really lovely time um, with you too, and hearing you. more about your facility. Do you guys have social media? Where can we find you? Well, I, I have a Facebook page, uh, Kathy Cayello's Fit Stop. Um, and that's all I have is Facebook page. I just put my, I, every month I do a newsletter and I post my newsletter on that. I also have a website, kathysfitstop.com. And that's the extent of social media that I do. <laughs> awesome. Well, we will go check you out. Um, thank you, Kathy. Uh, once again, and for our listeners, thank you guys as well. We appreciate you so much. If you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you're interested in joining us on a future episode to talk about your take within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Rolosi's best-selling book, Gym Log Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.